Welcome to Healing Your Mindfucked Brain, the only podcast that talks about all mindfucked experiences and ways to heal your brain by using cognitive and behavioral psychology in a non-conforming way. Your host is a Shiro and an anomalous doctor in the field of psychology. She has grit and an immense passion for breaking generational cycles by not conforming to society's dated standards. So without further ado, here is your host, Dr. Tisha. Hello, beloveds, and welcome to another episode. Today, I am going to talk about generalized anxiety disorder and ways to manage generalized anxiety. I'm also going to share my first encounter with anxiety, so you're not going to want to miss this episode. Stay tuned for the disclaimer, and I'll be right back. You are listening to the disclaimer for Healing Your Mindfucked Brain podcast. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be considered mental health advice. Listening, reading, or interacting on this podcast does not constitute a doctor-client relationship. For your unique situation, please consult your healthcare professional with mental health questions. Okay, welcome back. So today, I'm going to talk about generalized anxiety. Now, occasional anxiety is a normal part of life. We all worry about maybe paying the bills. We worry about our partners. We worry about our loved ones. That is not what generalized anxiety is. And I think there's a common misconception about that. So today I'm going to clear the air. So generalized anxiety disorder is one of the anxiety disorders that I tend to see the most. And I'm going to run down the symptoms of generalized anxiety disorder, and I'm going to share with you my experience with anxiety. So according to the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders, the fifth edition, which is the DSM-5, that's the manual that I use to look at symptoms and compare them to certain um, ways of functioning. And so GAD is what I will refer to generalized anxiety disorder as is and can be a debilitating form of anxiety. So number one, GAD is when a person has excessive anxiety and worry occurring more days than not for at least six months about a number of events or activities such as work or school performance, etc. The individual finds it difficult to control that worry and the anxiety and worry are often associated with a few of the following six symptoms. So in an adult, they have to have three of the six symptoms that I'm going to list. Now in children, they only need one of the six symptoms that I'm going to list. 
So the first symptom is restlessness or feeling keyed up or on edge. Second, being easily fatigued. Third, difficulty concentrating or your mind might go blank. Fourth, irritability. Fifth, muscle tension. And lastly, and number six, sleep disturbances, whether it's trouble falling asleep, staying asleep, or both. Now, the anxiety, the worry, and the physical symptoms have to cause significant distress or impairment in social, occupational, or other areas of functioning. And your symptoms cannot be attributed to a substance of some sort, whether it's a medication or illicit substance, the symptoms cannot be attributed to that substance. So you have to have at least three of those six symptoms in order to have generalized anxiety disorder. If you're an adult, if you're a child, you only need one. So if your child is keyed up and they have muscle tension all the time, you can classify that as generalized anxiety disorder as long as they have the excessive worry and the inability to control that worry. That's so important to remember. And oftentimes you do see anxiety in children that is not a natural part of life. So those are the signs and symptoms of generalized anxiety. Now, how do we treat generalized anxiety disorder or GAD? How do we treat that? We can treat it with psychotherapy, such as talk therapy, where people enter therapy and the therapist will examine your thoughts and feelings and your behaviors. So it's called talk therapy or cognitive behavioral therapy is a form of talk therapy that helps alleviate some of the symptoms of anxiety. There's also exposure therapy. Anxiety is fueled by fear and avoidance. And so exposure therapy focuses on confronting the fears underlying an anxiety disorder. And that helps people engage in activities they have been avoiding. So remember, anxiety loves fear and avoidance. Those are the two things that fuel anxiety. And of course, exposure therapy is sometimes used along with relaxation techniques to help a person relax during the exposure. There are other forms of cognitive behavioral therapies that could be effective as well for anxiety, like acceptance and commitment therapy where there's mindfulness involved. Um, and so that could be really helpful to ground the person in the moment. Now let's talk about medication because that's often stigmatized. Some people who have anxiety, they're like, no, I don't want to take medication. I want to do it the right way. What's the natural thing that I can take for anxiety? There are some holistic natural remedies a person can take for anxiety, ashwagandha being one. 
So if you're seeing a medical provider, be sure you talk about natural remedies and pharmacotherapy remedies. But ashwagandha is one natural remedy for anxiety. And then we, we get into the antidepressants and the anti-anxiety meds, such as the benzodiazepines, anxiolytics, right? That is for anxiety, those medications. Another unique medication that can be used for anxiety are beta blockers. Beta blockers help with the physiological, meaning the body, body's response to anxiety. So if you have heart palpitations, shakiness, sweatiness related to panic attacks, beta blockers, which is a medication also used for hypertension in cardiac issues, those medications can help with the physiological responses that the body does when it's anxious. So here you have anxiolytics, benzodiazepines, such as Xanax, Ativan, Valium, and then beta blockers. Those medications are helpful. There are also some psychotropics that are helpful for anxiety. When I say psychotropics, I'm talking about the antidepressant medications, things like Paxil and Prozac. Those medications are helpful for anxiety. And there are some other ones on the market too, um, like, you know, Effexor and uh, Lexapro. Um, so those are antidepressant medications, also known as psychotropics that can be helpful in regulating your anxiety. Now, how do you distinguish between what's normal anxiety or natural anxiety versus what's so what's not so natural? Well, let's say you're worried about what to make for dinner and you're at work and you're worried, what am I going to have for dinner? I don't have anything in the fridge to cook for dinner. I have to run to the store and get something. And so you're worried about traffic getting there and you're worried about what to choose for dinner. But then you go to your car and you're driving and you go through the traffic and you make it through and then you get to the grocery store and you actually find something that you can make for dinner. So you've worried, but you've actually completed the task. So that's more of a natural thing, right? Like who wants to sit in traffic and who really wants to think of something for dinner? So that's a natural worry. But let's say this becomes repetitive every day for a period of six months. I mean, you're doing this every day for a period of six months and you're worried about the bills and how you're going to pay the bills. And you're also worried about your job performance. And you're also worried about your family members and the ones you loved. And you're worried about where to take the next trip, right? Like you're worried about different things in a six month period of time consistently, and it's problematic and you have trouble problem solving and figuring it out and controlling the worry. Then we start thinking generalized anxiety disorder. It's not natural anymore. So that's how we tell the difference, right? Between what's natural and what is problematic.
So I'm going to share with you all my initial experience with anxiety and why I've come to love to treat anxiety. I'm so passionate about treating anxiety because of my unique experience, just like you might have a unique experience. So a very long time ago, I was asleep one night and I woke up abruptly and I was hot and I was sweaty and I was shaking and I was panting and I was breathing really hard. My body felt numb. I was disoriented. I almost had forgotten where I was and I could not control my breath. And I thought I was having a heart attack in my early twenties. I thought something is wrong here. I could not control my breathing. I could not get back to the reality I had at that point dissociated from reality. Dissociation means you disconnect from reality for a period of time. That's the body's way of protecting itself when it's faced against a specific fear, whether real or imagined. And I woke up that way and I immediately try to get myself together. I could not do it. I grabbed some water. I drank that. I got some, you know, things to calm me down, like a cool towel on my head. I thought I was getting sick. So I managed to calm myself down somehow after about 30 minutes. I mean, that's how long this went on, 30 minutes. I literally thought it was the end of life for me. So I managed to get back to sleep. Well, I slept a few more hours and then the next morning I woke up and it happened again. I felt so much fear. I thought this is it. This is over for me. This is my demise. I'm going to die right here. I it literally felt like I, I was going to die. So I call up my doctor and I tell them I say, look, I need to come in for a visit. Something is going on. I think I'm having a heart attack here. So I go in, they do an EKG and everything looks good. So they refer me to a cardiologist and everything is good. My heart is fine. I'm in good shape. I was rather healthy, right? Cause I ran a lot and did a lot of running and I was fairly healthy. So, I mean, I didn't have any medical issues at all. And I saw the cardiologist and again, everything looked good. So I eventually go on with my life. Unbeknownst to me, I didn't know that this was going to be an ongoing thing. It kept happening over and over again. And I started to do my research. I went and I started looking up things and reading books. And I had an aha moment after about six months of this. And I said, oh my gosh, this is anxiety. And I said, this is it. These are panic attacks that I'm having. And it got to the point where I didn't want to leave my home sometimes. Now at the time, I didn't know what was going on, but now I know I had agoraphobia. 
related to panic disorder. And I went to my doctor with this information and I said, I figured it out. This is what's going on. And these are my symptoms to the T. And then we collaborated together and we treated the anxiety. And guess what happened next? You guessed it. I got better. I could not believe it. I got better. And from that moment on, I said, this has got to be my calling. Like I need to be in the healthcare field, telling people about this, helping them, supporting them, educating them on anxiety and panic disorder. This is what I'm going to do. I told my family about it so they would know our family history. And that is what I did. So for those of you who are struggling with anxiety, generalized anxiety, panic disorder, which I will get into in the next episode, there are things you can do to help yourself. There are things that can alleviate your anxiety. Now we can't completely get rid of it. So I, I don't want to use that term really alleviate, but minimize the symptoms. There are things you can do stress management techniques, right? Exercising mindfulness meditation can help reduce your anxiety. Talking with people that you trust that you can relate to who will get it. But also talk therapy and choosing the right medication are two very important components to getting better. I cannot stress that enough. Sometimes talk therapy is great, but then what do you do when you have those panic attacks? Well, you consider a medication to take as needed, or you consider an antidepressant to take that will get you back to a nice, safe baseline. If you combine the two, therapy and medication, they work beautifully together. So there are some things you can do. Be proactive with your anxiety. Don't just wait for it to get to a not so good place. Don't wait for it to get to a place where it's just not manageable. Work very closely with your medical professionals and do something about it. Throw up your middle finger to anxiety. Tell it to fuck off, right? That's what you can do. Or you can accept that anxiety gives us signals and it gives us noise. Now, I didn't know that then, right? I say this now as a doctor of psychology, but now I can share with you guys that anxiety gives us noise and signals. The noise are the thoughts that don't serve us well. Those are the thoughts that are unfavorable. Like for example, let's say you, you feel anxiety in your body and you have this thought of I'm a failure. I'm not good enough. Well, that's noise. Those thoughts are not going to make your anxiety go away. So why would you listen to them? Why not challenge them? 
That is what CBT, cognitive behavioral therapy, will do. It will challenge those negative thoughts. Now, the signals are the things you can consider. So you feel anxiety in your body and you have a thought of, I probably should study for this test that I have next week. Well, and you have anxiety about the studying. Well, that's a signal, right? That will help you study for the test and hopefully do well on the test. That's something that you can actually listen to. Like I better get myself in gear and study. Otherwise I could fail the test, right? Those are signals. So I will talk more about noise and signals as it relates to anxiety in another episode. And I will also put some resources in the description of this episode so you can maybe look up more about anxiety and the noise and signals components that I'm speaking about right now. So remember, there is help. And if someone tells you, hey, calm down, just, oh, just calm down, and you have anxiety in the moment, they're gaslighting you. We don't do mind fucks, so it's not that easy please ask them not to do that. You can't just calm down. It's not that easy. Okay. So that is anxiety. And that's my experience with anxiety. And so remember, don't suffer alone. Until the next episode, you all be well. Bye for now.